It's Thursday, and this is a throwback to a Shanaki podcast episode that first shipped uh, September 8th, 2005. I have precious little explanation for this bit of madness other than to say I was a writer who had set an absurd deadline for himself and was trying to uphold the highest production standard I knew how. The genesis of this episode was a conversation in an odd moment between panels at DragonCon. As you'll hear from the result, it was a very odd moment indeed. Something about a rock-paper-scissors world championship, which it turns out is a real thing. Anyway, I was stuck for content, and I glommed onto this idea and ran with it. I really enjoyed my half-good Howard Cosell impersonation, who, for my money, had one of the most fun and distinctive voices in the history of professional broadcasting. Beyond that, I have no other justification for this throwback episode, other than to say that I listened to it again, and it made me laugh. So here it is. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. From the unsophisticated games of rock depicted in ancient cave paintings to the rough-and-tumble games of rock-paper shank enjoyed in California's legendary Folsom Prison, the game has always been with us. Strange, then, that the history of one of its most pivotal moments is all but forgotten today. 1965. Ulan Bada. There are few moments in the annals of human competition that have given a face to geopolitical struggle like that fateful day in 1965. That day which is credited with putting Ulan Bata on the map. Bob Williams of the USGS. Well, you can clearly see on this 1965 map Ulan Bator is not marked. And uh, right here, just... Uh one year later, there it is, Ulaanbaatar. At first, I thought it was uh, just those hippies pulling one of those crazy pranks. Uh, Ulaanbaatar's crazy, kind of. But oh no, it's real enough. Well, I guess it's no weirder than Idaho. I mean, you know, when you get right down to it. Idaho. Idaho. Oh, no. No, I don't play the rock, paper, scissors. No, no. Not since Ulaanbaatar. Yevgo Yevgeny, the Russian champion, trained from birth to be everything the Soviet athletic apparatus could make him. Rock, smash, scissors. Versus Ruben Feinstein, the wily kid who grew up hustling the game for food on the streets of Brooklyn. Ah, uh, paper covers rock, baby. All across the world, groups gathered to watch the event on closed-circuit television. Madison Square Garden was sold out to cheer for the hometown favorite. Throughout the Soviet Union, people were forced to watch. Dmitry Grenkovich remembers. It was, you understand, a different time. We were told to go to town center and forced around small black and white television. It was so cold, sometimes we would have to scrape ice from television. We were told we could be shot for looking away, but of course we did not look away. It was Yevgor, Yevgor, you know, rock smash scissors. Oh, he was very popular. In Madison Square Garden, Lou Castaldi has his own recollection. Oh, that big dumb Russian bastard didn't stand a chance. 
We all knew that. Those steroids had just gone right to his head. The kid was quick, and what's more, he was good. He hustled my cousin out of two $300 in the park one day. And that's back when $300 was a lot of money. We didn't hold it against him, though. He was just that good. The match began at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. New York was brought to a standstill. Inside the garden, spirits were high. But when the match began, a hush fell over the crowd. A tie. In a bold move, Ruben had matched the Russian rock for rock. Another tie. This time, paper, paper. Oh, this kid had some stones on him. Going right to rock from the start, saying to the Russian, Ah, ah, ah. Yevgeny did not rattle. He came right back with the paper. As if to say to him, you know, in Russian way, I must break you. And then the match began in earnest. No one had ever seen anything like it before. Twenty frames, twenty ties. A bead of sweat creeping down the Russian's forehead, but his face impassive and cold, showing no signs of breaking. And Ruben smiling as if it was just another Sunday at the tables in the park. Now thirty straight ties, all rock, rock, or paper, paper. The tension was unbearable. Who would throw the first scissors? Would it be a stroke of genius or utter destruction? Eternal glory or bitter defeat? Then, in frame 45, the fateful frame 45, Reuben threw his scissors. Snapping his index finger at the second knuckle. It was surprising to us. The Jew had very fast hands, you understand. And even though Yevgeny was a much bigger man, he was afraid of the scissors. It was not best way to win, but rules are clear. Bullshit. That's what it was. You look at the film, you see that slippery Cossack tweak the kid's finger in a handshake before the match. He clearly bent it back and to the left. The Russians left, not Rubens. And the rules clearly state in the event of injury, it's a draw. Russian didn't beat nobody. It's bullshit. Anybody who says different, you come see Luca Staldi at 555 Brockton Avenue. The Russians paraded out in victory, not even bothering to wait for a ruling. Ruben was rushed to a hospital and sequestered from the press. Days later, he slipped into hiding and has lived as a recluse ever since. I had a lot invested in that match, financially and emotionally, you know what I'm saying? And I never understood why he never came back. Look, we used to play around the neighborhood, you know... And it was rough back then. Some of us were good. But the kid, he was the best. The best there ever was. The best there ever will be. I don't know where he went. But it's a shame. It's just a damn shame. A damn shame, indeed. But competition between men, as well as nations, can extend beyond the bounds of health, sanity, and decency. Such is the legacy of Ulan Bata, 1965. If you enjoyed this glorious Shanaki episode from yesteryear, all of them are still available at theshanaki.com. That's T H E S E A N A C H A I dot. 
C-O-M. Or, if that's too hard to spell and you have become a paying subscriber to my Substack, there's a handy link to download all 1.05 gigabytes of Shanaki episodes in one fell swoop. 